0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Digital DBC, where Dunwoody Baptist Church meets in the digital world. I'm Gary McIntyre, and this is an episode of This Is My Story. Today, I am here with one of our newer church members, Taylor Turnbow, and she is going to tell us her story. Now, I first met Taylor at one of our pastor's Wednesday night Bible studies, and that was also the time she made a critical mistake, you see... She started talking, and the more she talked, the more I was convinced that, wow... This is podcast gold because she had quite a story and the more and more she talked the more and more I listened The more and more I was convinced that there were people who just needed to hear what she had to say And so the next thing, you know, she's not only willing to be a guest on our podcast She started talking about ideas that she had for her own podcast And we're going to get to know her a little bit better and about what her dream is for her podcast So Taylor, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us your story?
1: Of course. Hey Gary. I always love hanging out with you. Well, yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, a little bit about my story. Okay. Um, I'm tall. I'm tall, a little bit, you know. About but,
0: six three on a good day. Everybody's tall to me, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm about 6'3 on a good day. So I grew up playing sports, um, basketball. A single parent home with just me and my mom. If you see her, I'm going to get her here one time. Um, one time I'm going to get her here. Um, but yeah, I grew up playing sports. Grew up in the church. And um, it's just been a long journey. Most of my life has been about basketball, everything basketball. And uh, I just came to a place where I needed, I won't say I needed, but then everything turned around for me at once. Um, I originally came to Dunwoody Baptist
0: for it to get baptized So it So just, just out of the blue You said You know what I need to be baptized Hey there's a place how'd that, <laughs> how, So how'd that come to See so you just jumped To the end of the script yeah. Which is okay Because I kind of Wanted to start there anyway How'd you find your way here To Dunwoody Baptist Church
1: Yeah It's, it's, it's funny I played semi-pro ball Just to stay in shape And to have fun um, After my playing days, because I've played overseas. I played D1 ball um, at LSU. So I've played a lot. So semi-pro was a fun thing to do, kind of like rec ball or something like that, stay in shape. And one of my teammates mentioned that she went here. She went to church here. I don't remember when she told me this, but I was looking for a place to be baptized. So I reached out to my friend Tavlin, and um, she recommended we Baptist, she said that they do water baptisms, and um, by immersion, I know that we say that here, but water baptisms, and I was like, okay, cool, you know, can you give me a contact there so I can kind of get that set up, and she gave me, um, I think somehow I got to Katie, and everything kind of just went on from there, about me setting up getting a, getting baptized, so, and that was an amazing experience.
0: Well, I remember hearing about your baptism. I'm, a lot of times, I'm I'm doing the online stuff, so yeah. uh, a lot of times I'm not in the worship service. I don't get to see what all is going on. Uh, but all of a sudden, I started hearing about this Taylor person. Now she has a story. <laughs> Even before I met you, people yeah. were already starting to talk about your story, and uh, I, I was kind of excited. Oh wow, I can't wait to to interview you. Uh, I mean, you mentioned your basketball days. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean. I told you my basketball story, right? Yeah. I mean, you know a little bit about my basketball career, all five foot six and a half of me. Yeah. Uh, I was quite the, uh, the... I scored a point. Uh, That's good. In a season. Uh, church League, it, it happened. But my career ended... I have told you about this, I think, when I broke both of my arms, slam dunking a basketball, mm. jumping off a chair, and well... Gra- with a gravity assist, yeah. I got hurt, and that ended my NBA career before it even started. It was tragic. Yeah, you think about what could have been, but uh, but but I'm glad to hear that you had a success story in that, and that uh, uh, I mean I'm, I'm guessing you didn't break both of your arms or anything like like I did. Like no, most of us true athletes do. You know,
1: that's, that's a, that's a great question. I've never really, well, I can't say I've never had a major injury, but I haven't broken any bones. Um, I just think that's, it's amazing because I'm like 6'3, 6'2, 6'3 maybe with shoes on. And I played in the SEC. And then during this time, people that played against me were like 6'4, 6'5, 6'7. So it was, it was a war
0: down there. So. It's funny I'm to lucky. hear you talk about like how tall did you say you were? Six what? I'm about six three on a good six day. Six three on a good day, all right. And you're talking about the war down there. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm looking up at that war. All right. Yeah, so. it's they were they seem
1: like some giants. Um, but to say that, I mean, it just seems like my basketball career and me getting into basketball was just like I always believe it was it was God because the way I came into playing basketball, just like somebody called my mom was like, "Hey, do you have a tall ten year old?" (laughs) Just out of nowhere, in a remarkable coincidence. Yeah, I just happened to be tall and got into basketball, and I was trash when I first started playing.
0: So, but your basketball career eventually took you overseas, right? Yeah, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um. I had a great experience at LSU, and then come my senior year, I wanted to continue playing, um, and I decided to play overseas. Um, My first year, I went to Portugal, and that was like a mini-drama. I got over there. I got sick on the way over. had to go to the hospital twice. Um, Nobody spoke English, not even my coach, so it was hard trying to tell the doctor what was wrong, and the doctor helped me. Um, I got stuck in customs. I was left there for about three, four hours before the team came and got me. They didn't let anybody know I was coming, so it was a lot going on. But I had a I had a great time. We got robbed.
0: I mean, <laughs> I gotta crazy. say, I've had a great time before, and I mean, it didn't sound like any of that. But I mean, yeah,
1: it was it was crazy. I mean, my rookie year, I got an awesome contract just because I played Division One, um, and I remember just. I remember praying about that. I remember asking God. I said, God, if anything, of all the years of me playing, um, I was just okay. You know, as far as my skills, I say I'm okay. Uh, I just wanted to be a professional basketball player, to have that on my resume with all the years that I put into it. And, you know, just looking back at how crazy it was to get to that point, um, it just was only by the grace of God that I got to play overseas, and that nothing happened to me. The team took my passport, which is like unheard of. They held on to it, so I couldn't leave. It just was so much, but I had is a this great a time. Thing that happens.
0: <laughs> I mean, to people like, a, so nope, I'm
1: out of here. Yeah, I mean, it, it actually is. You know, when you play overseas, certain teams, um, if they have a reputation of not paying their players, which is something that happens to a lot of rookies their first year playing overseas um if a team feels like you will get on a plane and leave they try to take your passport and I had no idea that that was a thing and uh they were like yeah we'll just hold on to this you know I wasn't thinking about yeah you know if I need to leave the country for any reason you know I'm gonna need that so to identify myself but yeah, I had a great time though,
0: otherwise. <laughs> so if I understand your story a little bit, you, you 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 said you you grew up with a faith background. Yeah. Um well, how did you go from there to decide, you know what, I need to be baptized, not just baptized, but like dunkified. Yeah. How, how did that happen?
1: Well, my mother, um I love my mother. She's she's very I'm I'm grateful to have the mother that I have. She's always been there for me and she Taught me you know, about God and about Jesus And she took me to church Every Sunday we are going to church No matter what And I just would watch her As this tall 10 year old, 12 year old I didn't want to be with the kids Because I'm like two feet taller than everybody So it was just a little weird So I started going into church with her Or weird for me I should say And I would just watch her worship And how I, I don't know it was just so majestic In a sense to me to watch her to worship and praise and to see the tears that just somehow I understood that this is something that I want. So I want for myself. I um, mean, it kind of just went from there, you know, from going to church and trying to figure out, you know, who God is, you know, who is this God that everybody is, is crying about. Everybody is singing about, you know, who is that? I want to know for myself. So it took a long time to, um, accept a God that I can't see, um, to accept, just accept everything that goes into being a believer. And so my mom was a huge part of that. You know, some of the things that you, that I was taught as a kid, you don't know this in the Bible until you start reading. it's like, wow, you brought up the golden rule. I thought you were just making that up. That's in there, you know. So it just, my mom had a huge huge place in in my faith and wanted to have that faith for myself so and then with the baptism um, I went to LSU so I end up going to Bethany which is a a large church close to LSU in Baton Rouge and end up going into um, I don't know It was called an encounter where you just spend a weekend separated from everything you know no phones no tv just worship and prayer and um being with other people you know that fellowship and they were talking about being water baptized I don't know I just kind of felt like okay I'll be baptized um it was kind of like You go through this weekend, you have your questions, you know, we pray, we do these things, and this is just what you do afterwards. Um, I really didn't understand the choice I was making when I said, hey, this is something I'm going to do. So that was the first time I got water baptized. And also, you know, just being an only child, I don't have any brothers or sisters. I observe a lot, so... I just, again, looking at other people, other believers, like, hey, you know, after they're baptized, they say these things happen or, you know, they feel different or this and a third. And It's not to say that I didn't. It's just I still wanted that intimate relationship with God that I didn't feel like I had connected on just yet. I knew that he was there. I knew that he was working in my life and had had his hand over me. I just didn't feel that intimate part that I feel like is necessary that has people crying, that has people changing their lives, being a hundred percent different the next time you come around them. So that was just a
0: <laughs> tidbit. Oh, no, that's, that's, a, that's a great story. Cause I think maybe when I first met you, I think I was under the impression that you were very new to the faith. I wasn't, oh, yeah. I, I wasn't aware that you had this big, long background, uh, and it's almost kind of neat to see, I guess, it, it coming full circle because yeah. you had the foundation uh, that was poured into you, and now here it is, you're getting to see the payoff of that foundation from when you were uh, when you were young. And it's, and that's that's an amazing story. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's just I, I'm very excited about just being able to watch you and hear you talk about your journey along the way. And I really can't wait. <laughs> to roll out this podcast thing that you have going on, um, because, I mean, yeah. you've got some ideas, and I'm thinking, wow, why didn't I think of that? Because <laughs> we were in the Wednesday Night Pastors Bible Study one mm-hmm. night, and all of a sudden, you just came up with this, the, the, I can't even remember what it was, something, 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 something <laughs> podcast. What was it called? The one that I did. Yeah, no, no, not the. well, yeah, okay, okay. Yes, let's start there. What was your first podcast?
1: My first podcast was called Hot Wings and Peach Lemonade. Um, Me and a friend of mine, we got together. We just enjoyed having uh, debates, so to speak. And we came up with Hot Wings and Peach Lemonade. And it kind of turned into a podcast where I talked about uh, being an athlete and the life after uh, the spotlight, I guess I should say. And so... I just mentioned it to you, Gary, that I had done a podcast before. Yeah, and then... see, you,
0: you, what you got to get out of the habit of is like mentioning stuff. Yeah. Because all, <laughs> when you say you mentioned something, I'm going like, oh, hey, we got, a, we got a live one here. Yeah. And so here we are. So now that has led us to the point where we're talking about rolling out a new podcast. And what is it called? Because I can never remember.
1: Temporary resident.
0: Tell us a little bit about Temporary Resident.
1: Yeah. Um, so Temporary Resident would be a podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, basically talking about what it looks like to actually be a follower of Jesus. You know, what what that looks like in real life, in modern time. Um, because what I've seen, you know, through my background of faith and just everything I've observed is that there's a lot of people who— claim to be Christians or not like in an accusatory form, but think that they're following Jesus or think that they're living the life that they should be. Um, and they're really not. They're not taking it as serious or have that level of reverence for the lifestyle that you've cho- chosen. Um, and so just temporary resident is talking a little bit about that. You know, when we talk about the scripture. It says that in scriptures, I believe it's first Peter, which was crazy because, Pastor Allen was talking about that when this idea And that's where I first heard you up. talk about
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Now, if we were doing a video podcast right now, I would actually have you show us your notebook. Do you have your notebook with you? I do. Well, you can't show it to us. We're not, we're, it's an <laughs> audio recording. I always have it with me. I know. But this thing, I look in this thing, and you have not just notes. I mean, you have tiny little handwriting, yep. and you're filling up every square into this thing. And it's mm-hmm. quite impressive to see. And even a few weeks ago, the pastor was telling you it might be time for another notebook. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your notebook Yeah um, I, I write poetry And short stories
1: and stuff I'm a little bit of a writer And so growing up writing poetry I just always would have a nice journal And so now I have one that Ever since this 360 Happened in my life um, I just write in that Because I read, I read the Bible all the time all the time. And so when I get different ideas and things of that nature, I write it down. And that was something that I felt led to do. Temporary resident, just, you know, in a time of prayer, that's what came to me.
0: One of the things I like to ask uh, everybody who happens to be victim enough to sit on the other side of this microphone, (laughs) I like to ask this question. Let's say time travel is real. And we get to say that because this is our podcast. Mm -hmm. We can say anything we want. If time travel is real. And you had an opportunity to go back in time and give a younger version of yourself some advice. What do you think that might be? And I realize I'm kind of putting you on the spot because I didn't give you a cheat sheet before. (laughs) So kind of, if you could, what do you think you'd want to tell younger you? If I could go back in time,
1: hypothetically
0: speaking. No, no, no. This is not hypothetical because this is our podcast and we can totally do this.
1: We can do that. Magic School Bus. I got it. Um... I would tell younger Taylor to trust God earlier and and to listen. And when I mean what I mean by listen is there's been times in my life where I've been blessed enough to realize like God is trying to talk to you. He's, he's trying to turn you around, trying to get you to go in a different direction. Um, And I didn't trust it. And I feel like, and I didn't listen because you know, down the line, I was a part of a relationship that I shouldn't have been a part of. And it took years, years and years later, this is stuff that would happen in high school and so on, to really turn around and and build that relationship. So I would tell younger Taylor to listen to God and to trust that.
0: I'm always time amazed time. at the answers that I get for this question because they always seem to be so much better than the answers that I would give. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that was, that, was, that, that, that was actually profound because a lot of times the advice that you would give a younger version of yourself applies to the, the current version of you mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, and then I start thinking, you know, that's not such bad l- advice for my own life. Uh, all right, as we begin to wrap this thing up, what else do you want on your heart? Anything you want to share or do you say, nope, Gary, we're done? No, Gary, I I, I
1: definitely want to share something. I should have shared this earlier, but this <laughs> we're here now on our podcast. Um, you asked me earlier. Tell tell us a little bit about yourself, and the part that didn't come out that should have is that I was a part of. I used to be a part of the homosexual. Just I used to date women, and. That largely went alongside of me playing sports. That's a big thing in playing basketball. And um, that is something I struggle with, that identity piece for years. So that constant internal struggle um, was always going on between the faith that my mother instilled in me and this lifestyle that seemed to allow me to fit in with everybody else. You know, and that's kind of how temporary resident comes up is because, yes, I'm saying okay, I'm a Christian, I believe, um, I know God, or know of God, I should say, but yet I'm living in this lifestyle that is opposite of what what God would want me to live. Um, and up until recently, a part of that getting baptized was the fact that I had come out of a abusive relationship, um, toxic abusive relationship with a woman that I was engaged to. And in a matter of two weeks, everything in my life changed, like everything from Bible had dust on the top of it. to now I read every day, two, three hours. That's what I want to do for fun. (laughs) You know, like just I carry my Bible with me all the time in my journal. So that is something that's imperative. So just want to put that out there so people know that's a part of my story. There's no shame in it uh, for me because. God did wonders in my life and has done wonders in my life. So,
0: well, I was going to ask if uh, when you you actually already hit on this a little bit about the, the baptism part. Do you think that your desire to be baptism to be baptism? Do you think it that's not right? Words are hard. <laughs> do you think that your desire to get baptized was maybe to kind of to set all right? This is a new starting point, uh, and just to have that you know, this is a point in my life Mm -hmm. moving forward. I'm, I'm a new creature.
1: Yeah, most definitely. I, I, I believe that with me reading so much, um, and in that relationship, the part, it was just so much that God was giving to me that, that gentleman factor that, that we talk about of the Holy Spirit being there and gently tapping you like, Hey, turn to me, come turn it around. And, that was a part of it to go through everything I went to went through to leave that relationship. I mean, we were living together, dogs and everything, everything. I just let everything go. I left the household, came back home. Um, And a part of that transformation to seal the deal. um, What I felt was water baptism. That was a personal choice for me that this is my representation of I'm something new. You know, spiritually, I felt like I'm already something new. I don't desire the things I used to desire. I don't think about the things I used to think about. Everything had changed. And, um, you know, with the Bible talking about that, I was like, yeah, let me get baptized. Let me just go ahead and get baptized to have a—I just felt like it w- it needed to be done to make a line in the sand like I'm I'm
0: a new creature. So I think you have a story that is immediately engaging and you have a personality <laughs> that's immediately engaging and I think people are really going to... Uh be interested in what you have to say in your what's your podcast name temporary residence there it is i think people are going to be really interested in uh, following that probably more so than they do digital dbc uh which would be a a crying shame but hey this is going to be excellent i'm looking forward to seeing how this thing comes along so do you have anything else no that's it you were great no well that's that's (laughs) good stuff All right, that's it for another episode of This Is My Story. I'm Gary McIntyre. I thank Taylor Turnbow for joining us today. I look forward to seeing what God has in store for our life, and I'm glad that I was able to maybe play some role in that. So all of you out there, we thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, share it with your friends. If you didn't, well, you probably didn't hang around long enough to listen to this part anyway. So until next time, thanks for tuning in to Digital DBC.